Welcome everyone to Descrypto. My name is Vanessa. We've got a fantastic show for you today. We're going to be talking all about uh, cross-chain payments, cross-chain routing and bridging uh, with the experts from Squid here. So I'm real excited to dig into that conversation. Uh, before we get started, uh, you know, as, as always, would like to just encourage you that through this conversation, uh, learn more, FOMO less. Uh, none of this is financial advice, neither Fig nor myself are financial advisors. Uh, this is a place for you to learn. If you take advice from YouTubers regarding finance, you will get wrecked. Please don't get wrecked. That's not a good thing. <laughs> and so uh, we, we here on, on the show are very much about honest conversations with creators, builders, and artists within the, the crypto industry. Uh, and we're blessed to have uh, Fig, who's the co-founder of Squid on the show. Fig, welcome. Hey, Vanessa. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great to have you and I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, you know, as we like to do, we like to get to know folks just a, a little bit better. So uh, one thing I'd love for you to share is how did you find crypto? What did your journey into crypto look like? Well, it started back when I was in early high school. I was part of a peer-to-peer -peer music network. Um, you know, we, we shared torrents on the internet and I made a donation to the network by Bitcoin, um, which I'd never heard of, or maybe I'd heard of the, the famous pizza that was bought <laughs> Bitcoin, um, and used it then, bought a ridiculous amount, which I lost, of course, so I used to pay real money with. And then um, I yeah, fast forward a long time, um, and I got introduced to it through a friend who was a trader. So I, I was living in New York, actually, as a musician. Uh, I was a dev freelance on the side, and um, one of my friends there was in TradFi, um, and he built um, bots which trade on trade on markets. And he was moving into crypto and started doing this on the side and quit his job and started doing it. So I was really interested by what he was doing and started playing around with it, hacking on the side um, of my job and um, got introduced to crypto through that. So it was through trading, but you know, I quickly left left that and got much more interested in the decentralization and the, um, the core layer of, of blockchains. Um, and I've loved it ever since being full-time in it. That's awesome. Now, now when, you, when you talked about uh, the kind of donation you made in Bitcoin, I'm definitely getting the you know, Bitcoin pizza <laughs> moment. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts or, or, or regrets about that? Was it of the equivalent value as the Bitcoin pizza? No, it wasn't thousands of Bitcoins, but yeah, it was enough to like make a dent for sure in, in my life now. But um no i don't have regrets really i mean it's it's a bit silly but it's more fun than anything um and i'm sure like i was so happy to be part of that community at the time if if anyone from that community has been able to keep it and use it for a good cause then i'm happy where it's gone it's been good hands that's awesome. That's awesome. So you you went from kind of in in investing and, and trading and learning a bit about that to actually building in the ecosystem. Uh, is Squid your your first project, or were you building other projects as well before Squid? Yeah, I contributed to uh, a few community projects in the ecosystem around the place. Um, I was pretty active in DeFi Summer, and since then as well. But um, no, Squid's my first proper project. So I met my co-founder. Uh, Christina uh, in a community at a different project and we both quit our, quit our jobs and um, and started working on, you know, we wanted to build something together and we found a couple of my other co-founders, um, Coder and Gerd in Australia where I, I'm from and we started building in DeFi, started building smart contracts and 
um, on single chain. And what we found is we saw we got really lucky and uh, were introduced to the idea of cross chain quite early on and started building in cross chain, building with Axla. And um, yeah, I can, I can go into that later, but ended up building, building a cross chain app. That's awesome. So we're going to dig into Squid in just a second. I uh, wanted to say hi to Rui Pardal. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, if you are here watching live, uh, drop a hi. Let us know that you're here. Always love to know who's here and, and, and who's watching. We will take questions and comments as we go. So if there's anything that, that Fig mentions you'd like us to dive a bit deeper in, uh, we'll definitely have that opportunity as well. Um, also want to say hi to uh, Accelerate Profits. Uh, crypto is the future, indeed, as much as the government would try and make that not be the case. Here we are. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've, we've, we've learned a little bit more about you, but let's dive into Squid. Uh, what is Squid? What problems does it solve? You know, why does it exist? Yeah, so Squid is really like UX technology at the end of the day, where um, we're trying to make it as easy as possible to interact with blockchains. Um, so we had Ethereum, which created generalized programmability on blockchains. You can build anything you want, but it became very expensive as soon as we, we had quite a lot of adoption. And, and then the crypto ecosystem started to try to scale by, uh, by rollups, by app chains, alternate layer ones like Avalanche and Polygon. But the user experience suffered a lot in that process. So being able to move your money over to this new blockchain and this new application was not only really difficult to do, but it was scary because you had to try a new website every time, or you didn't even know like whether you were using the right uh, technology to, to get your money over there. So um, what we're solving is your, no matter what money you have in your wallet, uh, you can do a single click and you swap it into the correct token to interact with an application, which um, the application can live on Avalanche, could live on Arbitrum, doesn't matter. But you can you can always uh, swap into the right token and use an application in one click from, uh, from your wallet. So we're a set of um, smart contracts on every chain. Um, we're connected via Axela network, which is a cross-chain infrastructure layer. Um, we're built on top of them and we have a set of other products. So you have this widget, which we'll show later maybe, and um, an API and SDK, which developers can use to build these really simple payments and, and cross-chain swaps into the applications. Uh, that's that's pretty amazing because if you've ever you know done anything across chain, it's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> I was so tremendously happy when when I found Squid. Like I, I'm a pretty regular user of it because I'm always bouncing between you know uh, Polygon and the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, so yeah. why don't we uh, show folks what it's all about so they can get a sense of what the UI looks like? Um, yeah, and so. I'll bring it up on the screen here so people can see as well. Awesome. Uh, so it looks like you can see it. Um... So this is the widget. So if you go to app.squidrouter.com, you will see something like this. Um, and you can see you can uh, swap whatever chain. Um, let's see. I'd love if you could just like scroll down all the chains that are available, because I think people may oh. not appreciate just, just how vast uh, your, your interconnections are. Um, yeah. I think under, under from there, I saw you know dozens of different chains. Yeah, so these are all the EVM chains we're connected to right now. Um, and we have a few more coming in the next few days, actually. Um, and uh, we have all of these Cosmos chains. Currently, you can only send to the Cosmos mm -hmm. using Squid, but we're, 
releasing. Uh, it'll be in both directions pretty soon. These are all the Cosmos chains. I think we have about 30 chains connected. Um, and that's, you can see here, this is all the chains that Axlar connects. The best thing about building on top of them is that we very easily get to support every chain which um, Axlar is connected to. And as they add chains, you, it's a really small lift for us to add that other chain to. Um, yeah, so those are all the chains. Uh, let's say we're going to swap from Avalanche. Um, and you can, the other really important thing about Squid is that you can swap from any token on any of these chains into any other token. Um, so if you, a lot of people might be familiar with the concept of a bridge, but a bridge is only something where you can uh, bridge one token across. So if you have Avalanche and you want to bridge AVAX to Polygon, you have to, you can only receive a, a version of AVAX on the other side. Um, and then it's another click, or you have to go to another website to then swap it to the token you want, say if it's Matic in this case. Um, but what we've built, the way we've built it, is that it's an any-to-any -any relationship. So again, there's no limitations. You just you see any token that you can see, you can get it, um, no matter what token you have. And we thought that was like, really important for the UX. And for those in Cosmos, if you're ever coming from uh, Polygon, so one of the, the easiest ways to get USDC into the Cosmos currently is, you know, coming through Polygon, um, except, uh, you know, very subtle thing. Uh, Polygon has USDC um, on Cosmos, it's AXL USDC. Mm. And doing that change, like for the longest time, just blew my brain. <laughs> like, mm. Why are those two things different? How, how is it so hard to transfer the two? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, so Axel USDC here, which is the one that is supported on Osmosis, is actually a bridged version of Ethereum USDC, and that's a diff actually a different token to the USDC on Polygon, um, which is exactly like this seemingly ne seemingly needless thing, which probably was annoying to a lot of users. But now with Squid, you can you can select Polygon USDC and swap. Direct in the background, we swap it to Axlar USDC, then bridge it all in one click. And like we can even do one now. I can try to connect. It's just a test account. Yeah, this is a live demo, and we got a ton of questions coming in as well. So we'll definitely get to the questions. Thank you, uh, everyone, for asking. Okay, cool. Sorry if uh, I don't want to take up too much time with the demo, but um, we've got these little cute animations as well. And um, yeah, there you go. I mean, that's it. That's as, as easy it is as, as, as what we have. And actually, one thing we've launched recently with Cosmos that I'm excited about is um, we, uh, we now check if your Cosmos wallet has any gas in it. And if it doesn't have any gas, we send you a, a tiny amount, like enough to do five to 10 transactions. Um, so I think this account probably already has some gas in it. Um, but uh, yeah, you can... Oh, no, actually, it has, it has zero. So we might see that... Um, I'll get some free gas in a second, but uh, it's really useful for onboarding because if you go to a new chain, you maybe you can get USDC over there, but then you can't use the USDC because uh, you don't have any gas in your account. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the Kujira community, and one of the things that people constantly struggle with is the default gas is Kuji, but in order to get Kuji currently, you have to come and you have to swap it uh, within mm. Kujira, but you have no gas. So, what do you do? Um, so, this is such a blessing of a feature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we've got it set up for Kajira as well. So if you use Squid to get some Axel USDC on Kajira, then we'll give you some Kuji and you can swap that and get going. Um, 
Yeah. So it's it's doing a couple things at the bottom. Maybe you could walk us through like what are all the steps it's taking and how we can kind of verify each of those steps. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, so what's happening in... Oh, I have to go to the... Uh, um, show you the liquidity model. So this is generally how things are working in the background. Um, all these icons um, I can explain. So this is these are the chains, Polygon and Moonbeam. We have exchanges here, which is QuickSwap. It's like Uniswap, Curve, it's like a stable swap uh, exchange. And then these are all the tokens. So generally what we do is we swap into USDC, swap the USDC into actual USDC, and then we bridge it, and then we do swaps on the other side to get what you want. And you can see that reflected here in the, in the steps. So the first one is uh, swapping USDC for Axel USDC. That's this, this step here. Because we started with USDC, we don't need this step. Um, and then we've got the send, which is the bridge, and we've got the receive. And on Osmosis, there's no swaps in this case. So you're just receiving each one. And the best way to track it is Axlar scan. Um, so Axlar scan is a block explorer for cross-chain transactions, which is, oh, we shouldn't have done Polygon because it takes six minutes, but um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> and those folks who are in Ethereum would be like, only six minutes? Uh, and those folks on the Cosmos would be, what do you mean, six minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we actually, um, while we're on the timing, we have a really exciting feature. Um, you should probably be able to see it here, which is in mainnet, but we haven't announced it or anything. We've got Express Execution now. So you can see 40 seconds here. There should be another one, um, for another 40 seconds, 30 seconds. We're getting it shorter and shorter. And it's a complicated model, which is, um, is still really secure. But it means you can send from Polygon within, uh, it'll only take you know hopefully 20 seconds in the future. We haven't got that working to Cosmos yet. But if we'd gone from Polygon to Avalanche, for example, um, it would have shortened that cross-chain transaction down, and you know another huge UX thing. We're like really excited. How does that work? Uh, because I imagine you need to wait for a number of confirmations before you can be certain that you've actually got the coins. Yeah. So the way it works is well. Let's do it now with Polygon. See if it um, see if it works. So um, what happens is we we submit this transaction um, on Polygon, and that. That proves that we've we've locked our tokens onto Axelar and they will be bridged in six six minutes as long as we trust that Axelar is um, is going going to stay you know running as a as a network. And what that means is we can have an actor we might call a market maker, um, someone who has money on the destination chain in this case Avalanche. So in this case, yeah. So we're sending. Um, let's see how much it is. This is Axelar scan for the transaction. So we're sending about $2 worth. So someone, someone who has $2.181 on Avalanche in Axelar USDC can actually give you a loan. It's, it's happened already, it took 20 mm -hmm. seconds. Um, so they give you a loan and execute the exact payload that you've requested to be executed by Axelar. And then so they've taken a risk. They've given you this money, executed the payload, and then in six minutes, when it the actual decentralized like tr transaction comes through Polygon, the money then gets paid back to this like lender, this market maker, instead of to you a second time. And this way, the only 
failure scenario is when if Axlar fails in the middle of this process, the market maker or the lender is the one who's at risk, not the user. The user always will get their money. Um, and yeah, that way we can we can fulfill it in about 20 seconds instead of six minutes, um, or at least from the user's point of view, their experience is really fast. And that's an absolutely brilliant idea. Is there is there an opportunity for uh, the community to become market makers? Are there are there fees that are earned through that process? How does that we, work? We've designed it to be open, yeah, but um, it's not uh, it's not open yet. We're we're running the infrastructure ourselves at the moment, and Axla is running it. Um, so yes. Yeah, watch this space um, but yeah that's that's probably the no, look it's, it's finished here um, maybe the the extent of the demo the polygon one probably hasn't oh there you go uh, that's our force at working so we sent we sent point zero one osmo so um, I can now do anything on osmosis with my money. Oh, that's so brilliant talk a little bit about the fees so I see there are different fees there are no you know doing a lot of the more complicated operations people are very sensitive to that they're, they'll be sensitive to things like uh, slippage and the the swap rate that they're going to get between different tokens how do you manage all of that yeah it's a lot of information right there's there's so much happening under the hood that we're taking care of but we're really happy with how we've how we've sorted it out so it's we've made a model with gas fees so that um, the user only ever pays for exactly the gas that's used across chains. And it's not that trivial to do. I think most other projects create like a, a high fee, like a margin, so that the, uh, the user always pays a higher amount and the infrastructure layer guarantees execution. But it means the users are paying more gas than they should in most cases. Um, but with us, we have a refund process. So you pay that margin, but then whatever we don't use in gas or whatever Axla doesn't use gets refunded back to the user on the source chain. And you can see the fund, oh, sorry, the amount breakdown mm -hmm. there. Um, so, oh, yeah, you can see the source chain gas fees. That's fairly consistent. Cross chain gas fees is what you pay in that dollar there, but you will um, get refunded an amount. Um, probably see on some of these that there'll be a refund um anyway yeah so there's there's the gas fees um which is probably the hardest part of what we do <laughs> service fees is currently zero so squid doesn't charge any fees at all we probably will charge a fee in the future or in some sense we'll, we'll make make a way to make an income but um yeah not for now we're just focusing on the product um this interface is tailored to DAXs. Um, so it's been white labeled by a bunch of our partners. We've got I think eight or nine DAXs have integrated this widget specifically, and then many others have used it um, who aren't DAXs. So you can see this is ours. Um, and we tailored the information we were going to show just for like the DAX experience, which is um, in this case, the minimum to receive after slippage, um, the exchange rate of the two tokens. You can set your slippage here. Currently, we default it to 1.5, but you can yeah, set, it, set it to whatever you like. Um, and I guess, you know, something behind this is it's not just the UI that you have here that, that's beautiful that anyone can come and use. It's really a set of APIs that any, any DEX or any app that wants to, you know, get cross-chain uh, funds coming in are, are able to also take advantage of. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so there's a 
you can see all the APIs ha API requests happening in the background here. This is this is one, and um, we thought of this as just the first application built using the Squid API and SDK. And um, you see the response. And all of the all this information is here, and you can display it however you like. Um, one of our partners, Bella, have um, have used this to make cross-chain deposits. So you can now see, look, it defaults to the multi-chain deposit here. So Vela is a is a derivatives exchange um, on Arbitrum, but they've made it possible via Squid to deposit into their exchange from any any other chain, mm. um, and that's what yeah, that's what this interface is. So and they've they've done this using I think our SDK, um, which is is hitting our API. Now, you know, one of the chains that I think I, I would love to come from is the fiat banking rails. Are there any mm. plans to have kind of a, a <laughs> transfer from there? Well, that's the way you put it. That's how I put it as well. Um, yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to add, add fiat um, as an ability. We haven't decided on the interface for it yet, but we're working with some partners who are um, going to be able to onboard from fiat, from credit card or bank transfer, whatever, to any token on any chain by Squid. Um, you can imagine something like in here, there's uh, a, an option to select fiat. And yeah, if we select that, then we go into the fiat on ramping flow instead of um, the, the standard crypto um, message flow. It makes so much sense just to model fiat as another blockchain. And <laughs> like, think of it that's like that. that. It's just value somewhere else. Uh, you know, it's not backed by any collateral, but that's okay. You can, you can you know, buy Ethereum or whatever with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and another another extension to that idea is um, we have a feature called deposit addresses coming. And deposit addresses are where you don't actually need to sign a transaction to get anything to happen. You can um, mm. simply send tokens to an address. And then when the tokens arrive at an address, we have relayers who can execute only exactly the payload you've given permission for. Um, and there's a lot of really cool stuff happening in the background there. But basically what it means is that when you're on a centralized exchange like Binance uh, and you withdraw, all Binance can do is withdraw to an address. It can't sign transactions like you would here with MetaMask. So we can go, we could probably have another chain, as it were, being Binance or something like this, like deposit from exchange. And we're able to generate a essentially withdrawal address or deposit address, which the user can then go to their Binance account or their Kraken account and withdraw to that address and then withdraw to any chain, which again in the cosmos is massive because there's all these chains which aren't supported mm. by these sexes, like these centralized exchanges yet. And it just, I think it opens up access to the entire ecosystem really like in a really nice way. Well, okay. So you're blowing my mind. So you could come to Binance and, and say they have USDC that they can transfer out to Ethereum and Polygon, uh, but mm -hmm. you want it on Arbitrum, and you could say, okay, that's fine. Here's this deposit address on Polygon. I'm going to pay almost no fees, and under the covers, it'll just arrive on Arbitrum. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So cool, right? <laughs> this is blowing my mind. <laughs> Where were you guys two years ago? I needed you. <laughs> no, me too. <laughs> so we've got a couple of questions I want to get to from, from Czech because I think there's a lot of interesting things here. Um, the first one to say hi to Neil. Neil, welcome. Always great to have you uh, here on the show. Um, Accelerate Profits is asking about Cardano. Are there any plans to have Cardano as a source or a destination chain? Um, yeah, well, this is where... I like to talk about Axelar V2. So Axelar recently announced um, an expansion to 
how they add chains to their network. And I think Cardano will probably be one of these chains that is, is a lot easier to add. Um, so we, we, will, we sh will have support from them at some point, but it's not in the near-term roadmap. We've got um, chains coming up, I think, announced. We've got Stellar, uh, ZK Sync is happening, uh, Optimism's coming, Aurora on near, where, yeah, we're speaking with a bunch of, I mean, trying to have everyone connected. We do have um, Bitcoin and some of the other proof-of-work chains being supported soon, hopefully by a partnership we have with Chainflip which is another cross-chain swap protocol we're working really closely with. So, some of our oh, okay, there. my mind's getting blown now. So I, I'm taking a, a, a gander from uh, Fiat OnRamp, uh, putting it into USDC that's sitting on Kajira, that Calc, which is the, the dollar cost averaging tool, is now dollar cost averaging into you know NBTC or WBTC, that then at some period I can bring back out to my actual Bitcoin native wallet. Um, exactly. Yeah. All managed, and decentralized. Yeah, all decentralized as well. Yeah, and the calc the calc team are amazing. We really like those guys. Um, so they could even, you know, using using our APIs, have their dollar cost averaging tech dollar cost average directly into a real Bitcoin account as well. So you can do all this. <laughs> I, I see no reason anymore for uh, you know companies like Swan Bitcoin to exist. Because really all they do is they, they have a fiat on rim, they custody it in their centralized thing, and then at some period just send it to your Bitcoin wallet. Like, why do we have to have that centralized risk? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to yeah minimize the centralized points of failure, right? Just as long as we have this. That's that's where it really makes sense, like, that we're an infrastructure piece. And same with Axelar. Like, you create all these connections to all these networks in a decentralized way, then you can really minimize where the centralized parties have to sit. Um, you just only need one entry point from the fiat system or something like this, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Neil's asking, like, what prevents you from adding other chains? And are, are some easier than others? I know you mentioned, like, Cardano is maybe, like, second wave of next chains, not the first wave of next chains. Like, what makes what, something harder or, or uh, easy? Yeah, so um, the first, the easiest one is that we built um, our EVM tech to be very replicatable. So any EVM chain, we can copy paste our code and get set up within really in the matter of hours, probably a few days in reality. Um, Cosmos chains we're working on um, being able to replicate as well. So we have Cosm, Cosmosm is the type of smart contract that you build in, in Cosmos. So um, it's, it's going to be very easy to replicate Cosmos as well, but you can, Cardano is written in its own language, so we have to do a bespoke integration just for mm. that chain. Um, and it's written in a really unusual programming language, so we'd have to find a smart contract developer who's skilled in that. Um, so that's come of some of the, the challenges, yeah. That's very interesting. So it's almost like the, the more specialist snowflake you are, <laughs> the more difficult it is to kind of work with you. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit. It's a bit, it's tough, right, because the network effects of, the EVM are working in all of their favors and it's it's sort of compounding to this power indifference, but that's just how it is. It's what we have to deal with. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, it makes sense. And I think, um, you know, I, I don't know if I saw Solano on the list there as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I've got a lot of people in the Multiverse X community are probably going to ask me like, what about Multiverse X? So there's like a whole list of things coming. Is there a place where people should go to request an integration or does that kind of not bear in terms of your priority of what to integrate? 
That's no, that's a great idea. We should have an integration request page some, somewhere. There, there isn't. You'd, you'd have to probably come to our Discord and send a message. But um, yeah, we could. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to have a little bit of a roadmap which people can interact with. Um, Accelerate Profits also asking about the, the different wallets that are supported. And Neil's asking in particular about Ledger and other cold wallets that are supported. Um, tell yeah. us a bit about that. So cold wallets will be supported if you can connect them to MetaMask or one of the other wallets we support in the app. Or Wallet Connect as well, we support Wallet Connect. But we have a Ledger app which has been built and is just waiting for the, currently the Ledger team is, is auditing it. Um, so you'll be able to use Squid from within Ledger Live, which is Oof. really exciting. Yeah. And we also have um, Gnosis Safe, if you're familiar with Gnosis Safe, which is no, it's a, a multi-sig account, which most most of the teams in the EVM world use. Uh, it's something that you, you can manage essentially company money with. And we have an integration with them going live very soon, hopefully in the early next week. You're just blowing my mind at the speed of which you're doing things. Like, wasn't it just a few weeks ago that Squid didn't really exist and didn't do a bunch of things, and now here we are? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all so excited. We're working like crazy people, but, um, but yeah, we're, we're doing really well. I mean, we, we've been building for a while. We built since May last year, so we started building the back end, and um, we launched our front end at the start of February. Um, and things have just they've just been working so we're building more things we haven't had to spend too much time fixing things yet how do you handle the the different swaps and, and find the best rate like do you do you do a dex aggregator approach or is there some other technology that you have there yeah there's there's more technology so we have our own aggregator which um we use like to to generate different routes and compare them but we're also integrating the other aggregator APIs, so we can compare those two. So one inch, Kyber Swap, OpenOcean, um, and there's another piece then on top, though, that over across chains, there's sometimes even more variations of the route that you can take. Maybe mm -hmm. the type of token that you bridge is different, or um, maybe the chain that you go through is different. So we have. Um, we have that layer, which is really new and only we can build. And then wherever possible, we utilize things that are already built. Yeah, uh, so, so Neil was thinking about arbitrage opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess depending on the route you take, right, you could route it somewhere, have more than you started with, route it back a different way and, and just keep doing that. No, he's not overthinking it. It's it's very real, yeah. There's, there's arbitrage opportunities for sure. Um, I think they will they will probably increase even more through us once we're planning to have a large portion of um, we're really excited to be launching cross chain swaps on Osmosis soon so we'll be able to route through their decks and I think I think what we're planning there is going to create some uh, some good arbitrage opportunities. Yeah, the the button I want is to put in a thousand USDC and to to take out like two thousand USDC. So yeah, yeah, we need to create. You that. can build that one. I'd be very appreciative. <laughs> You might find some bots pressing it before you, though. If we build it, that's the problem. I, I'm actually, you know, it seems pretty good. So we have these conversations often in, in Kajira about, you know, liquidity and bots kind of aiding to the trading experience and to price discovery. So it does seem like overall good, even though, you know, humans won't get the opportunity as much. 
totally. Yeah. Yeah. Bots are keeping the markets. I mean, there's bots are doing a lot of things, but one of the things they're doing is keeping the markets if um, you know, balanced for sure. Now, do you do you offer swaps kind of from one chain to the same chain? So if if I wanted to swap USDC to to Osmosis, for example, um, yeah, we don't actually swap uh, support single chain swaps yet. That's something where we're adding. We're doing a big backend refactor right now, and we're thinking late um, late April we should have single chain swaps. Yeah. Dang, that's fantastic. So I mean, you'll be the one or well, the one place to to come for pretty much everything. Yeah, you should be able to get whatever you want at least through it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I, guess yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am like unbelievably excited about this piece of infrastructure that ties together all the cross chain. Let's talk about cross chain, multi chain. Like, uh, you, you know, obviously you're uh, providing tools for cross chain, but do you have a thesis on whether there'll be just a couple chains that win in the end, whether the future will be like fully multi chain or, or it will be kind of islands that you need to bridge between? Mm. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that we will have many chains and rollups. Just because distributed systems are slow, I mean, they're complicated and slow, and, and to scale them, we're going to need, and scale them and maintain the decentralization, we're just going to have to have many systems. Um, and maybe they all settle down into re receiving security from Ethereum or Bitcoin, or maybe they mm. have mesh security where they sh somehow share it between each other, but we're going to need a lot of different blockchain world computers, I think. Um, I like the app chain thesis where you have some generalized chains, but then you have ones which are just DEXs, ones which are finance, ones of NFTs, ones for storage. Like we're connecting to Filecoin, um, which is a new chain soon, and that chain is specifically for smart contracts to pay for decentralized storage and that's like a perfect example of multi-chain where you have an nft marketplace on one chain but that can in a fully decentralized way make payments to filecoin um via squid um and you that's where we come in we need to connect these two blockchains so that they can use each other's resources and benefit from trade um so that's how I think about it. I think that's what the infrastructure will look like, but the user experience will be that the user doesn't ever know what chain they're on. They're just interacting with applications and things just work in the background. So, Yeah, I love the, the, the model of sort of benefiting from trade uh, across the blockchains. I think often we, we, we look at it as kind of a zero-sum game rather than a, a cooperative that can, mm. can grow together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's, a, there's an article I want to write about about this, there's a great um, game theory paper we found. I found with a friend, and essentially, if you have a bunch of different uh, individuals uh, competing with each other, um, just at high level, I'm going to botch the description here. But you have a, high, a network of individuals competing with each other, and in a normal game theoretical model, they they might, you know, they have an incentive to either tell the truth or lie or cheat or do something good or bad, basically, and if you change the model of um, of it so that they're much more connected with each other and they can read, they can see how successful others were um, and they take that into account in their decision. So essentially they, they're not just self-centered, they're thinking, they're communicating with others in the network. Um, the optimal becomes a much more cooperative environment. Um, so while creating multi-chain trade routes is actually increasing competition, like it's going to make 
these you know many decks as we connect have to compete with each other um it i think creates more of a cooperative environment generally and almost forces cooperation then because the only way to survive will be to group together and build something even better rather than try to be the best and hope that everyone comes to you it's yeah. The thing that kind of resonated for me was before maybe you wouldn't see uh, the benefit you could get from cooperation. You'd only see the benefit from competition. And mm. now with these trade routes, you can start to see like, oh, okay, there is a model where I can benefit from working together. So you'll lean into that and then that will distort the whole system and create more of those kinds of opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm really, I'm excited to see this with Cosmos and Ethereum actually, because they're very different ecosystems or at least not very connected. And now, now that we're connecting them, um, I want to see what I'm interested to see what happens. Maybe we're going to see the Ethereum community and the Cosmos community start to cooperate more. Um, I mean, they naturally will if they're if they're working together on um, on partnerships. So, yeah, I think I think this is a really good thing about multi-chain. Be good for the whole space. Yeah, and I think you know, especially in, in Ethereum, there's a lot of liquidity, a lot of money sloshing around. But, yeah. uh, you know, my personal opinion is all the experiences on Cosmos are just head and shoulders above anything. Like I was DJing on Arbitrum yesterday and uh, yeah, it was a busy day for Arbitrum, <laughs> but gosh, it was rough. <laughs> like you were waiting minutes for things to go through and stuff didn't refresh properly. And uh, like if you've used Osmosis or Kajira or, you know, any of the DEXs on Terra, it doesn't work like that. It's just instant almost. Yeah, the user experience in Cosmos is amazing. Um, and... I mean, that's what, that's what we're working towards. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see how that um, maybe raises the bar for the EVM community, definitely. As you've been building, what are some of the biggest challenges and, and roadblocks that you've run across? The hardest thing is com combining the gas payments. It's really just every chain has its own way of executing um, transactions. And that's the bulk of what we do is just being able to make it appear that you're interacting with just one thing, whereas you're actually interacting mm. 20 different, 30 different systems. Um, and gas is a big part of that, but it's a lot more too. Um, so just keeping it, like making it reliable and making user experience simple too. Um, yeah, so you know, in terms of working with partners, things have been great. There haven't been difficulties really. Everyone's like, they get the use case. Everyone wants to bring liquidity to their app. So. Um, that hasn't been hard. It's just just making something which actually works and it's reliable was was the tough part. Yeah, yeah. Um, when when I was reading through your site, you talk a bit about liquidity and messaging routing. I think we spent a lot of time talking about the liquidity part of that. Where does the messaging routing come in? Mm, thanks. Yeah. So really excited about this. So we're building this right now. It's um, what I mean by messaging is. The ability to call any contract as well so mm. you might do a swap or send some money somewhere but calling once the money's arrived you can call a contract to do anything um i think of this like payments in my head uh, it's the difference between sending transfers and actually transferring and and paying for something um you can imagine when you're in um i'm australian we've got an australian card bank account when I'm in Europe, I just tap my card and Visa converts Australian dollars into euros and then pays the merchant all in one transaction. And that's the flow we're trying to get into. So we we can do the uh, conversions, convert USDC to um, 
IST in Cosmos and then pay for your NFT or do your staking transaction or your dollar cost averaging thing on Calc. Um, so that's what I mean by messaging and also something very unique about Squid compared to most cross-chain projects is we've built it specifically to maintain this full programmability. So it's not just about getting any token anywhere. It's about mm. it's about being able to build applications and not have to make any any compromises if you're going cross chain. It should be the same experience as building single chain. Um, yeah. Well, so there's I mean there's a lot packed in there. My mind's going crazy. Uh, like, what mm -hmm. if I could um, DCA from my Fiat bank account? into an ETH USDC LP on Arbitrum and then, you know, yeah. take the, the grail that I'm earning and then route that back and put that on osmosis to do something. I mean, it's, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These multi-hop general message routes is where we're going. Like that's, that's what Squid is really. We're an integration layer of like multiple applications across multiple chains. Um, and so currently you can already, I've got examples like code examples where we, transfer and then we stake into a lending pool in one transaction or we transfer and we buy an NFT in one transaction but yeah this is where it gets really exciting you transfer you you go into a lending pool and then you send the lending pool to another chain and then you send it into you know, to something else so we can really build like a real network of of um of different apps and every app can get more specific and really good at what it does um it means we don't have to make make these compromises and um I think there's stuff like simple payments we have right now. It's working in Squid like today, but the, the multiple multiple legs uh, legged routes that's you know years away or at least next year. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, credit cards. So, is there any plan to kind of touch the 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 real finance system at the end, so you could actually spend your Bitcoin effectively? In the example that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah it's a good point. We have we have our ramping on the roadmap as well, but. Um, it's more about our partners. We, we're not touching um, fiat on and off wrapping, but you should be able to um, connect. Uh, so the use case here, the, the use case that stands out to me here is a Web2 shop, a normal e-commerce store, wants to receive crypto as payment. And what you need to do to make that happen is something like Squid, which means anyone can pay with any token. And then you need an off-ramp at the end of it, like you said. So you can you can log on to you know your shopping website and buy some clothes with crypto. Um, and off-ramping is much more difficult than on-ramping, from my understanding, because there's much tighter regulation around it. But as the fiat on-ramping world gets gets better, then yeah, really excited for that too. That's that's going to bring crypto payments into reality, I think, for the Web two world. Cool. So the, the way you're viewing it is someone who was handling those off ramps uh, would use Squid to kind of do the first part of it. And then they would specialize in uh, whether it's the Shopify widget that allowed you to, 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 to take it and, and convert to fiat or, you know, building the debit card and having the relationship with Visa to, to be able to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So many exciting things here. Uh, what are you most excited about for the, for the future? I know you, you've, you've talked about a lot of things that are coming up short term. What are you excited for? Oh man, so many things. I'm excited for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm so excited to just launch all these features that I talked about, which I think is real and like is going to happen much sooner than we think. Um, so the, the express feature, I think that's huge. Like I'm excited to properly announce that and, and show that we can have you know, 20 second 
transfers and swaps from any chain. That's probably the thing I'm most excited about. And then any to any swaps in Cosmos is, is great. I just want to see these ecosystems interact and see what happens once that's possible. Um, and then, you know, hopefully the decentralized infrastructure gets more powerful enough so that, yeah, excited to see what the next use, use case is, um, if there is one other than uh, holding money and sending it places um, just for crypto in general. So that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, we're, I guess we're still working on that, right? We, we've got JPEGs, but they, they didn't do so well the last little while. <laughs> we've had DeFi degening that, that didn't do so well <laughs> the last little while. Yeah, um, right. uh, what do you think about uh, experiences like 4chain? where they're doing kind of native swaps. Is that something that falls at all into your plans or is that completely separate from anything you're doing? Yeah, you can think of um, think of us as a bit like uh, us plus Axelar is what ThorChain does, um, except ThorChain is a little bit more restricted. It's, it's built specifically for swaps. And um, I think the general message passing component where you can do payments and do you know, any, any flows is, is more restricted, not as, not as powerful. Um, so you know what ThorChain is doing is cool, but the way we the way we differ mainly in the um, in the architecture is that we plug into existing DEXs. Um, everything you do with through Squid is either through you know Uniswap or Curve or Osmosis, like these big, really established DEXs that already have great prices, good liquidity, and support for any token and we didn't really see any reason to replicate that and try to get more liquidity onto our application and try to fight for that. It's already there. It's like available. We, we just integrated that. And I think that gives us a real advantage in being able to expand to any chain and any token and get the best prices possible too. So um, that's the difference I see mostly, mostly with our chain. Yeah, I think the neutrality is important because it it assumes that other people are going to be smarter at certain things than you are, which which yeah, is undoubtedly exactly. true. Yeah, I would I would be so scared if I took <laughs> all the Dex projects out there. It's there's so many smart people around. I want to say a shout out to to Carlos. Welcome, happy Friday. Um, and if you do have you know questions or comments for for Fig, uh, just pop them in the chat. We're we're definitely having a good conversation here. Um, I wanted to. Uh, talk a little bit now about tokens. Is there going to be a squid token in the future? <laughs> There's no plans yet. No. Um, I mean, we you know we may have a token in the future, but we we haven't decided whether we will. Um, and for now, we we're really happy putting all our effort into into building. I think if we launch a token, it we we might need to double our team just to to handle the support. But um, yeah, that's that's where we are with the token. How large is your team? Nine people right now. Yeah, we've got um, seven developers and two non-technical people. Still pretty technical, but um, yeah. And then we have we work with a branding agency as well, a um, couple of freelancers. And yeah, I, I really like keeping the team small. It just allows us to communicate so well and and um, and build more efficiently for the number of people that we have. It's been fun. Yeah, it's crazy. I've worked on lots of different size engineering teams. And once you get beyond 50 or 20 engineers, it just mm -hmm. becomes like very, very hard to do things uh, efficiently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this theory that the perfect team size is 13 because that's what Uniswap had for a long time. And it's what SushiSwap has as well. And um, yeah, so I want to see what it's like if we, if we ever grow to that size. 
I'm just thinking the the best team I ever worked on uh, was when we launched Google Domains. Uh, there were 15 people across tech and non-tech, uh, and so yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe 13 is the number. Yeah, 15 was a good. It was a good team. Yeah, uh, it was a great team. <laughs> yeah, nice. Maybe 15 then we can squeeze a few more in. <laughs> awesome. Well, I I really enjoyed our, our conversation. Was there anything that we didn't cover that you want to make sure people are aware of? Uh, you know, about Squid or about anything in general. No, just that, yeah, come and check out the, the app, try doing a swap and jump in our Discord, follow us on Twitter. Um, would love any support from the community and um, for partners to reach out and use us in any way that they can think of. Cool. So yeah. I've got the links if you're watching along, you know, kind of down below to the, the Twitter. Uh, you can also find their website there. Uh, if you are a developer, it sounds like there's developer opportunities as well. So if you're building a DAP and you need, you know, anything that we've talked about today, uh, Fig and his team have got your back. Yeah, thanks so much. That sounds great. And and just want to say, you know, if you've been uh, watching along, really appreciate you. Uh, you know, as Accelerate Profit says, uh, the algorithms like it when you smash the like button. Um, so please do that. Please subscribe. Do all the YouTube things. I really appreciate you for, for, for doing that. Uh, for those who were in chat here asking questions, uh, appreciate you as well. Appreciate your uh, curiosity about a lot of this. We're so early in building. And it's at the point that we're just starting to get these tools that uh, make life a little bit easier. And so we've gone from maybe, you know, the, the pioneers to now settlers. And, and you know, we're, we're evolving along that spectrum. Yeah, I love that. Love that analogy. Let's see where we go. We're definitely still very early. Thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks, Vig. And I'll see you all later. Cheers. Cool. See you guys. Thanks for watching.